A very big welcome to the Arts and Culture podcast here on Tripund Rasheen. This morning, we're getting a tour around Chapel Hill School of Art in McCroom, a truly incredible work in progress where the former Sisters of Mercy convent is being restored and where there are big, longer term plans for artist residencies and specialist workshops. We're starting with a walkthrough of the building in the company of art school coordinator and ceramics artist Bernadette Tewitt. We have 1.2 acres here and four buildings. So my job is to put the place on the map and use the place as much as possible. So that consists of everything from 140 kids running around on the lawn for Crinion and Oak to Joe sneezing. <laughs> to art classes and events and exhibitions going on in the main building. So this is the main building that we use. This building here um, was one of the reasons the boys bought the place. This is St. Catherine's Hall and the boys bought this because they needed a bigger area to do their sculpture and move out of the National Sculpture Factory. So essentially what goes on here is sculpture finished, polished and shipped all over the world. Well, and so this is the building that I use for the art classes and exhibitions. And do, when, when were these buildings actually built? They're beautiful, like cut stone, you know, very classically kind of ecclesiastical yes. look to them. Um, designed by John Pine Hurley and finished in 1865. So, and the church beside us here was built in 1840. So that was going a good 20 years before they started to build here. And they started with this beautiful building and they call this cut stone um, streaky bacon is the uh, this or the color description for this particular type of stone and then everything else the coins on the corners of the building and the peaks everything else is cut limestone all the window sills and the windows are all original sash windows from 1865 and thankfully we're currently working with the heritage council to replace them we're starting in st catherine's hence the ones leaning oh, up yeah, against the wall yeah. so we're delighted to get that assistance in in doing that um, St. Mary's, interestingly enough, here in the corner, and forgive me now, Ellie, I could give you way too much information here, <laughs> but St. Mary's in the corner was the original secondary school. That building, I mean, it's structurally sound, but inside it it's, it's needs a lot of work. Um, but originally there was a long history of traditional lace making here and it happened upstairs in that building. I'll show you a photograph oh, wow. in a little Fantastic. bit. Yeah. yeah, until 1906, there was a massive history of lace making here that kept the community going because the women and children could work when the men couldn't, according to agricultural or, or economic problems. So over £2,000 was uh, paid in wages in 1906, which equates to over €200,000 today which is incredible that there was that much lace making going on here yeah. at that time. Uh, and so we have an ambition to have um, a lace making museum in the lodge there on the street. That's a beautiful sometime. building too. Yeah, yeah. that's... that's uh, Sometime in the future. Sometime in the future. We'll go we inside for a look around. Yes. Um, so the, uh, I believe Italian tile makers were brought over to install these beautiful floors. And everything is pitch pine, but they um, they did want to put this oak finish on everything because that was the vogue at the time. Yeah. But this is our first, uh, this is the original prayer room uh, with the beautiful uh, stained glass created by the Murphy Devitt Studios of Dublin. And they originally trained in the Harry Clark studio. And Murphy and Devitt came down and designed this for the nuns, installed it in 1970, cost about 2,000 pounds at the time, which was quite a substantial amount of money. 
cove window up top and then this the door and the plat panels there. So this was a pr prayer room? A prayer room. room. So, and I'll bring you into the yellow chapel next, which was connected to the church. So they would have had mass service in there. And then they come in here for a few prayers or else if they were having just a prayer service or a novena or whatnot with the community, they'd bring them into this little room. So it was a bit more of a, a female tinge to the to their celebrations and they have but it's a fantastic exhibition space as well, isn't, isn't it, it? Yeah, yeah it really is and uh, underneath this delightful pink carpet <laughs> is the most stained pink carpet <laughs> it's the most exquisite parquet floor yeah. but unfortunately there was a big giant flood and some barbarian workmen came in and they dug it up fixed the leak and put a big honking piece of concrete all down the middle oh. so hence the pink carpet covering yeah. up but it's, it's nicer than my office floor, what's underneath <laughs> here. So we, when we get artisan uh, parquet specialists and loads of money, we'll fix it. <laughs> it sounds like there are just endless ambitions. For there is, space. yes, <laughs> it is. No, and it's intoxicating in that, from that point of view because there's so much you can do and so much that you want to do and then it takes so long. So it's just, uh, it's just exquisite. Now we're walking in on top of a kid's art camp and hence the devastation, but we believe in having uninhibited as much mess as possible, creative crack. So hence the devastation for one more day. But this was the, um, the nun's chapel and choir stall, obviously. And then this was originally a large glass paneled um, wall and window. And the priest and the altar is just immediately next door. So he would open the door and come in and give them the communion and they'd finish up their mass and then they'd go back in next door for a bit of an old pray afterwards. But this was the actual original chapel. And they were segregated from the community by the walls. So bizarre as it was, I guess that was just how things were done in that day. And what year was it when the nuns vacated? 2012. 2012. Yes. So I had them back for a visit in October of 2011. Ten of them came back. There are 16 still living, 10 of them came for a visit. So it was lovely to meet them. Mm. Um, and they told stories of like trying to open wine bottles with the poker and uh, <laughs> jumping over the gate when they got caught at a wake downtown. And, you know, it was really nice to hear the human side of them because you don't often uh, get that side of a nun's life. So they were Mercy Sisters. And at one point, like in the height of this place, maybe the 60s, late 60s, there would have been as many as 40 of them living wow. here. And there is accommodation, individual cells upstairs. I'll show you for where they lived. Um, for Culture Night, I had the Fresh Air Collective wandering from the wall garden to play up there as it got cold. And the acoustics in here are exquisite. Well, you expect for it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. No need for amplification of any kind. It's just, it's just superb. Gorgeous walled garden. Oh, wow. Just beautiful. It was an orchard at one point. I had some lovely um, McCrumpian Americans come for a visit and they were maybe folks in their 60s and 70s and they told me of their childhood of leaping over this wall to come in and rob the apples and what <laughs> have you. So it was a full orchard at one point. Uh, today we use it for Jackson Pollock madness yeah. uh, against the wall. And um, we hope to have a gardening programme in tandem with the Arts Council's Creative Schools project um, going on in this raised bed for starters. Oh, beautiful. With an ambition to have a lovely garden pavilion stuck greenhouse all along there to have a nice gardening programme because there's the secondary school. Yeah. So they come in and um, they currently uh, lease 
the big blue room we'll get to and that chapel during term time and that's what keeps the lights on. So we have a lovely relationship with them in terms of girls coming and going and we want to grow that into a gardening programme for um, from September of this year until June of 2024. So fingers crossed that will happen. We'll be talking to Joe and John in a little while, but yes. how did you get involved with this? Um, I was approached by my predecessor to come and uh, teach ceramics because that's, uh, that's my speciality. And um, he left and I needed work. <laughs> and I knew Joe from, I knew Joe previously as we all do in this um, community. We all, these artists know each other. So I just said, I hear you need a coordinator and I've never opened an art school before, but I can admin <laughs> and I can coordinate how's yeah. about it. So it, it's working out to be a very good fit, you know. And how many classes, you know, you're saying art school. So what's the current situation? Like are you taking enrollments or are they just evening courses or what's the... Yeah, yes to all of that. I've uh, run two semesters so far and we're going to start again in September. And uh, we have about 13 different classes, including a few kids classes. And then uh, I do one day workshops all through the semester as well. So um, a calendar of about of 10 weeks of weekly art classes people can attend. And then another calendar of Saturday one day workshops. So we'll see how that works out. You know, few prices and things now, people may not necessarily want to do weekly classes so much. So the one day workshops work out very well. And this is what's coming up. Okay, uh, so yeah, far, yeah, you know, so this is just there's more to build into that, but that's next week's job. Um, painting, videography, crochet, yes, we have children's crochet. art camps, yeah. photography workshops, yeah, circular weaving. Wow, it's amazing, yeah, basket weaving. Mm. We do recycling, decoupage furniture, mosaic, and then as St. Catherine's comes online. Um, we're moving the workshop around there at the moment. We'll be building in a full ceramic uh, glass and wood sculpture program as well, hopefully by January well, 2023. But I'll show you that now. It's kind of, it's at a bit of a standstill, but it's hopefully that's what will happen in January. So we'll just expand this even further. We have drawing class, life drawing uh, and photography as well. Brilliant. Yeah, so, and then some classes, there's a, a textile program going to start and then the ladies in the neighbourhood like to come in and crochet on Wednesday mornings, so they come in after mass and do a bit of crochet and I like, give them cups of tea. So just try and um, use the place as an amenity for people. Mm -hmm. What else are you going to show me? I am going to show you, I'll show you the building. Yes, yes. we keep going with the building. Yeah. The F project now will, will happen in the chapel, the prayer room, this corridor, and then that door might have to decide whether that door is open, but there'll be more work in this corridor. And this is the main entrance. And then we have the parlor room. More beautiful floors, but um, Aya is going to have a screening here um, so we can project his movie onto this wall and this will be, we'll keep the couches so people can come in and watch Aya's screening. The original parlour for the nuns where they would have members of the community come in, have chats and meetings here and there used to be a full length 
French polished table here. And one of my crochet um, students who's over eight years of age told me that she used to come in and do family planning classes in here. I said, oh, not with the nuns, Mary, surely. And she said, no, no. So she, <laughs> she was at the community. But they opened it up for that. They did, very much. So, so they were a big part of the community here and it's well, it's well remembered by everybody. I like this room, Ellie, because uh, you can just get a little view of how the nuns actually lived. Yeah, their little lockers here and they kept their shoes and their balls. Oh my gosh, and they even still have the names. Yes, exactly. Them. Sister Eucariah, uh, Sister Mary Kearns, Sister Joseph. There is actually some basketballs in some of these left, would you believe? But I think this one was for the shoes. And that one over there was to keep all their balls. Huh. God, it's cool, isn't yeah, it? it you know? is. Yeah, it's, it's amazing to still have these things still here. Yes. Wow. And that's to be preserved. So that's the lovely ethos of John and Joe. Like they recognise all of this and want it preserved because it is so unique. It is a good chunk of history. Get this preserved and in the proper conservation manner, like it'll last another 150 yeah. years. Absolutely no problem. Yeah, it's really nice to kind of have that sense of kind of layers of occupancy, like the yes. very, very personalised things like the names yeah. of the individual nuns and, yes. and stuff like that. And then over time, your own presence will be on top of that. Exactly. Too. Yes. But we'll keep all this. This is this is to be kept because it is unique. As long as the labels stay, we'll keep them. And <laughs> we'll take good photographic archive, which is what, something I want to build up and put that on the website, I guess, would be the best way to preserve it. Yeah. Uh, once we go up the stairs, we are heading into the private quarters of the former nuns. But for us, we have an amazing room up here, the community room, which just into the maybe the last thirty percent of finishing it. There was a door there. Hello. Joe, this is Ali O'Byrne. Hi, it's Joe. Oh, yeah. Co Joe and John, our business partner. Uh, John McCormick. Joe <laughs> Very nice to meet you. Wow, this is an incredible room too. It's a beautiful. Uh, this was the community room, so they would have had a, the nuns would have had all kinds of events in here, and um, that's what we plan on using it for too. So there'll be a performance here as part of the F project, and there's a workshop here on Saturday. So it's a multi-use room. We hope to get some flamenco dancers in here for culture night. So. <laughs> whatever whatever we can get going, we'll get going here. Yeah. So in the last night of, of restoring it, guys restored this the original pitch pine floor, is that right? So that was cleaned and restored back to its lovely self last August. How much, you know, in terms of renovation work and stuff like that, is is it in all in good state of kind of like no. damp and simple answers, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, like I, I don't live here permanently. I'm just okay. here for a few weeks. Joe is here all the time. For example, across here, you see where all that plasterboard above that was all completely rotten away. And in the last four or five years, Joe has constantly renovated the whole thing, re redone uh, like steel girders, all the wood that needs to be replaced. And, and it was a simple problem outside. It was just uh, over years dripping, dripping, dripping and soaking into the wall. So if it had to be repaired, say 10 years ago, straight away, there would have been no problem. But something like that then seeps in inside. You don't see it until you start uh, having a look behind the, behind the 
uh, the, the plaster, etc. So, some like there are upstairs, you can, you can see all along here, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be redone and yeah. in, in general. But in, in general, as you can see, it's still in pretty good condition, the whole building. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could have one kind of huge, you know, you could put some huge price tag on this entire thing mm -hmm. and try and do it all in one go. And it would be this kind of like, whatever, we need 2.7 million for this. Yeah. But this is more, more just as and when you're able to do it. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if somebody came along and offered us two points, so they would <laughs> definitely take it and get on with it. Yes, it'd be our, uh, like, I don't know why of, that figure came into my head, yeah. by the way. I'm just looking yeah. around and saying, this is like a It probably wouldn't serious. be enough, but yeah. like we, we decided when we bought the place that uh, we were going to do it at our own pace. Mm. And according as we can afford it, we, we do things. Uh, and we, to try and get a feel for the place and just uh, see what we wanted to do do with it basically yeah. and a lot of the ideas kind of just happened as we're going along you know we think maybe we could do this that or whatever yeah. and uh, so we just take one step at a time and, and don't like our kind of idea was not to get into too much debt but just enough that we're able to handle it and if something for some reason like the pa pandemic for example if we had to decide, okay, we're going to take out a huge loan and get everything done, that would probably have been a, a disaster yeah. for us because yeah. you just have, you'd have no income for us. Like two, it was nearly two years. Out of the two business partners, John is definitely the talker. So we went for a chat about how this entire enormous, ambitious project got off the ground in the first place. My main job is I work for uh, Tony Craig who's an um, internationally famous art, English artist. Yeah. And I've been working him, for him like for since 19, 1992. Um, so that's my main job. I'm like, he's more or less studio manager. So he has a studio and um, in Wuppertal and does uh, international shows all over the world. So that's my main job is kind of managing those shows, museum shows, etc. Right. And also, we say sculpture production of his sculptures in various workshops in Germany, Italy, and uh, so that that is my main main job. Yeah. Background in fine art yourself? Um, I studied in NCAD, but I didn't actually study fine art. I studied uh, craft design. Okay. Um, which is I, I don't know if it's, it's even still uh, you can do it in NCAD, but it's for me it was like somewhere between jewelry and sculpture, and kind of in the middle. And I ended up when I went to Germany. Um, my first job was in a foundry, uh, an art, big art foundry, um, which was absolutely amazing. Um, and that's where I kind of learned the skill of sculpture, like we say, the, the technical skill, if you like, of sculpture. Mm. And that's where my kind of background is. Yeah. Because I noticed that there seems to be a focus here, not on kind of, you know, all the kind of lots of the conceptual stuff that you see around the place, but almost on the kind of artisanship side of yeah. developing the skills yeah, inherent yeah. in, yeah, in yeah. art. Yeah. Well, that's what I, I could actually give to somebody. Mm. Um, I, I wouldn't be able to concept. Uh, <laughs> 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 yeah. So um, that's, that's, I suppose, we just are in in the area that we both kind of feel at home in, yeah just i want you to tell me the story of when you first saw this building joe called me up and uh asked me 
if 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 he was interested in in this place that he's he found somewhere and um he sent me the um expose or whatever you call it my my initial reaction was um just disbelief i couldn't believe that somewhere like this and i i i def i suppose my reaction was okay what's the catch there must be some catch in it um because as you've seen outside it's just uh so beautiful the buildings are like the old stone buildings um and when you're here even though you're in the center of macroom even any time of day it's just so peaceful here you can sit you don't hear anything yeah. it's like when out in the country somewhere and an even, incredible amount of space yeah well. yeah it's uh, as i said to you earlier it took even ages for me to get used to walking around seeing where does this hallway go up the stairs i couldn't make it where does this go to you go down the other stairs back into the other room and it's it's like a maze of you can spend hours and even just walk wandering around and wondering why is that there or why did they <laughs> build that stairway yeah. and yeah so so you and joe bought this building as well yeah happened. we did yeah. what year um, was that that was in 2016 and originally we were looking for uh, a workshop basically and uh, ended up seeing this place and i think at the time it, it had been on the market for quite a while and it's it is overwhelming and i think it really takes two I don't want to call us nutcases but <laughs> somebody somebody who like not with a conventional idea uh, to kind of see something in it and to kind of realize what you can do with it and uh on the other hand we didn't really realize how much work it would be <laughs> and we're beginning to realize that now after like 6 years or whatever it is yeah wow and so i mean in terms of the state of repair that it was in when you first came to see um, it and stuff when, like that when when you when you saw it first it was like it was everything was covered in uh, carpets and which were gone quite old and worn so there was a kind of an, an aura in the place that was i think sometimes especially if you look at this floor here which is beautiful it was covered in in a carpet and in, in a um and the carpets kind of can take you soak in the energy kind mm -hmm. of that's what i think yeah. so when we started to strip all that back and get back to the the really beautiful materials the tiles the wooden floors then it starts to take on a whole different um atmosphere in the building and it kind of opens up everything it gets bright and you you know yeah So Brandy that told me that the nuns actually only vacated in 2012. Was there a very kind of an institutional kind of a feeling when um, I I didn't really get it but it's probably because I I actually went to a boarding school myself when I lived in uh in Tipperary but I I've, I've uh, been in Germany since 1987 so that's quite a long time ago so when I came back that all those I suppose a few memories did come back but I I didn't know I didn't have that feeling really I had I had I could see potential and we can do this and we can do that and that that was more interest to me. Yeah. Yeah. And so now the plan has just expanded enormously and not only just a workshop and specialized sculptural workshops, day courses and things like yeah. that for people. You know, when you're running art classes for local kids yeah. and really it's going to become an art school. That's the idea, right? That's the general idea at the moment, but we're we're really kind of testing the the ground to see to see what can be done, and 
if it doesn't work with the art school, then we'll have to come up with another idea. But this, uh, there are so many, there's so much space in the building. Um, but but in general, uh, we want to definitely stay, have it as an arts center, or in, that's the kind of general term we're talking about. That it, it not necessarily uh, painting and sculpture or whatever literature people who want to write maybe residencies stuff like that so yeah. yeah do you want it to be somewhere where people feel like they can kind of walk in off the street and come and see what's happening in here because you know it's a bit difficult sometimes when you have a, a gateway out onto a street people can sometimes yeah. feel quite timid i remember that from the camden palace in cork it was yeah. a bit difficult to get people to actually you know just members of the public to yeah. feel like this was something they could come and use um i would love that yeah but it, it i think it also would be good to have it as a place where uh, artists can feel free and that it's not like a, an open gallery to everything. On the other hand, it would be nice to have certain areas of it where people would feel free to come in. It would be great, for example, to have a, a cafe, maybe a small art gallery, and to have that open to the public. But you'd all, you could also have areas where, like a lot of artists, won't like, for example, while if they're working in a studio, that there's like the public are looking in the window, yeah. seeing what they're doing, because that's all very private yeah. and very until the, this, the work is finished. Unless, of course, it's a, a performance artist who uh, needs that sort of uh, uh, area or whatever. But like, really, we're kind of open to all ideas, you know? In, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, how old are you? If you don't God, I'm nearly <laughs> 59. <laughs> and that, well, that's to do with just what I want to ask you about what you see in the future. You know, if you close your eyes, can you see what this place is going to be? Or, you know, you I definitely can. But when I close my eyes, then I realize maybe it just won't happen as fast as I hope it will happen. And uh, Joe is nearly exactly 10 years younger than me. And I think uh, I'm more... Uh, I don't have as much time as he does, basically. <laughs> when you get to, when you kind of, you're heading for 60, then you, you start uh, wanting to have things finished rather than have an ongoing project for the next 10 yeah. or 15 years, you know, so, yeah. 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 So what would you like to see in, say, 10 years time happening here? Say, if I could finish it overnight, my dream would be to have a perfect up and running art center with all sorts of courses where artists, writers, anybody in the creative area could come here, maybe have a, a room, an apartment uh, where they could feel at home with other artists, not, not in their own genre, but in whatever area where they can kind of, there's a general get together area and they could come here for a month, six months, a year, or whatever, and feel kind of feel uh, they can fully concentrate on their creative, uh, the creative side of their brain, or however you put it. Yeah, fantastic. That sounded crap, right? No, now. Anyway. it didn't at all. Well done. You know, it's, this is a, it's been a huge yeah. undertaking. You know, yeah, yeah. and a risk. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if we we didn't really see it as a risk, to be honest. We kind of saw it as uh, okay. The, the building itself is so, uh, the structure is so um, strong, if you like. If you know, you walk around it, it's, not gonna, it's never going to fall apart. So basically, if you maintain it, 
and we kind of decided well in the end if we don't if it doesn't work out with our plans then we can just live here you know and <laughs> yeah. okay it's a pretty big house but uh, why not you know <laughs> listening to Tripe and Rasheen's Arts and Culture podcast. I'm Ellie O'Byrne. Please consider supporting our ad-free, independent, 100% reader-supported local news site with a subscription for just €8 Euros per month or €80 Euros per year. If you support us, we can continue to grow. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.